Welcome to Dongle Talk here on Abraham's Wallet. Yeah, it always strikes me that we made a decision early on in this podcast to really point at the guys who listen, but I know that we're we're really about a 50-50 audience when it comes to our gender. But I like to pretend that that's not true. What's up, boss? This is Abraham's Wallet. We span the gap between the austerity of obedience to God and the prosperity rising from faithfulness. Run your home and your dough like a biblical boss. Welcome to the first morning of the new era of the political reign of we don't know who, because we're recording this on a Friday before the election. Thank you. And I welcome welcome you as well. And I don't know what this means, but we're recording this on just my computer microphone because I lost my dongle. I wasn't able to find my dongle, and without a dongle, you can't plug in your microphone. So I don't know. It might be a little raw and scratchy this morning. Uh, we We might be coming to the people maybe it's appropriate maybe people are feeling some some raw and scratchy emotions i don't know what side people are on or if they're happy this morning or or terrified but uh i I don't know there's any number of jokes to be made about your dongle um and raw and scratchy and um i'm not making any of them that's what i wanted to announce okay we'll just move on from conversations of the dongle dongle um, talk but welcome to dongle talk here on abraham's <laughs> wallet yeah it always strikes me that we made a decision early on in this podcast to really point at the guys who listen but i know that we're we're really about a 50/50 audience when it comes to our gender but I like to pretend that that's not true and that we're just talking to bros around the campfire. We have to have a voice. Yeah, it, doesn't mean that, voice. it doesn't mean that we don't appreciate that there's women who tune in and find this podcast useful. We um, just have to act like they're not there. Yeah, and I think the women who end up listening to more than one episode probably appreciate that. Are talk. Totally. Yeah. Well, no, that's not what I was going to say, but oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, as we think about how to process the last nine months, um, we talked, we're not doing an episode about masks or anything like that, but I think it's interesting that for the, since all this COVID stuff started and the election started ramping up at the same time, I've heard a lot of things about, um, you know, after the election, that's when everything will resume being normal. Yeah. Uh, whether that's the stock markets. Yeah, but the stock markets will go back to normal. The craziness with all the regulations that, that we're currently experiencing. If you're listening to this this morning, you now know whether or not that's true a little bit. Are things back to normal? I don't know. I doubt it. Um, I doubt it. I, I I would imagine there are riots going on as of the release of this episode. 
And I want to talk about that, whether there's riots or not, how we as believers can respond to regime change or not regime change and um, just how we should be processing this. You, you talked to me just before we started recording and said, let's just do a short episode where we talk about how we pray for our leaders. So Yeah, I'm very interested in that. <clears throat> I thought that um, would be a valuable... It was either that or talking about financial ratios and how they help you manage your household. And frankly, that just felt a little bit weird the morning after. Yeah, maybe a little out of place. So we're um, going to talk about praying for leaders. Just a question here that you might have to edit out. Have we talked about our, um, our listeners in a little while and the fascinating, great people that give us uh, email feedback? such as a recent Israeli that we heard from? Um, well, I did mention that when we threw out that, that trust and will offer, the responses were heavy. And uh, most people didn't just say, give me the will link. They said some things that we were doing that they appreciated. And Oh, like what? I haven't heard these. Oh, man. I, you know, maybe we need to do more stuff for our listeners because that when we just say what questions do you have we get some questions but when we say here's a discount man they showed up in droves uh -huh. just a ton of encouragement uh mm -hmm. i was really encouraged to hear and to see how many people um were listening and paying attention and, and some of them continue to come in I will say I got more emails in the last two or three weeks than we've ever gotten. And if I happened to miss your email and didn't get back to you, I apologize. And I ask you to send me another email. Um, <laughs> well, I know that uh, I saw one from a listener who my, my jaw was hung open for a few hours after hearing um, that the quote was, you guys have been an important part of my discipleship or, or some, something along those lines for the last two or three years. And I thought, wow, that's a humbling. Um, <laughs> it makes me sad for whatever quality of discipleship is available in the nearby. Uh, makes me feel responsible to give good leadership. And it also excites me um, that, that, that really makes me happy to think that we could be helping somebody grow up in their maturity, their walk with God. And the other thing that I was just thinking of and I referred to was, was just hearing from um, a, a dude in uh, Jerusalem that wanted um, just some more leadership. And I don't know, it's kind of feels like, of course, when we hear from people in Cincinnati or, or Utah, it's, it's great. But of course, it's always fun to feel those uh, that people farther afield um, are also being blessed in some way. So it's always it's always great to hear from people, and I think it helps us to know how to talk in a way that'll be applicable to people. So, anyways, um, I'll start in on to answer your question, which is 
Um, I, I, I want us to talk for just a minute. We'll, we'll try to be, we'll try to hold this short to talking about how we are to pray for our leaders and how would you respond to um, whoever the, whoever the, the leader is right now, your guy might not have won. And I can tell you this, this, this is probably the headline. This is the number one thing I would want you to take away, which is according to Romans 13, the president uh, elect as of today, who will be running the show come January 25th. Um, that's God's chosen, chosen guy. And Romans 13 says it. it says there is no authority except that which God has established. We went over that when we did our little masks episode. And so I'm sure of this. That doesn't mean that, uh, you know, God puts his arm around this guy and goes, boy, I just love all of the choices this guy's made in his life. It doesn't mean that. It means that he, um, in, um, in Daniel, he refers to Nebuchadnezzar as the Lord's servant. Now, nothing that Nebuchadnezzar did would make you think that he's serving the Lord, but he was the one that God had chosen to be the king. And so he was God's servant in that he was executing what God wanted executed. So everybody can put to rest in your mind whether I can feel that I uh, rebel against whoever the leader is, that I kick against it, that I'm going to kick a rock for the next nine months saying it should have been other guy or any of that stuff, um, I, I, I would encourage you to make set your soul at ease and just go, this, this is the leader of my country. And it, he has uh, God's endorsement to be that guy. So what do you do for that guy? I'll tell you what to do for that guy. Um, no great secret here. First Timothy 2, 1 and 2. I urge you then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. So this is just a little free tip. Uh, don't go out and be part of riots. So that's not going to help. We, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness, and you are to pray and make intercession for all those in authority, for kings and all those in authority. First Peter 2.17 says, show proper respect to everyone. It says, love the family of believers, fear God, and honor the emperor. Total perfect reiteration of 1 Timothy chapter 2. We said this last time. Seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because when it prospers, you too will prosper. And then um, I would encourage this of anybody, no matter who was in charge of any given year, 
that you follow the dictate of Second Chronicles 7.14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, if my people it, it, at large will do this, will walk in repentance, humility, and prayer, I will hear them from heaven, I'll forgive their sin, and I'll heal their whole land. So um, we're supposed to pray for these people. I'm going to tell you what what kinds of stuff you could be praying for them, and then we'll be done. Sound good to you? Yeah. I, I also want to kind of chip in a quick story that we had from, from the week when it comes to the kingship of Jesus and how that plays into All right. Anecdote. Well, I think that there might be some people, depending on your political leanings or, or whatever, that are thinking, I don't, I just don't know how I can pray for my leaders. Like, we don't know who won the election when we're recording this. So who knows? But whoever won, you might be thinking, I just despise that person. I can't, I'm having a hard time feeling like I can earnestly pray for them. And I think that's understandable. Um, given the steady diet we have had of news that comes really hard at this from different angles. What we did last week is we had a gathering in our home uh, to worship, and all we did uh, that night was read scripture, sing songs, and say prayers that had that were focused on the kingship of Jesus. You know, I... I remember last time we had a really contentious election. I was all worked up about it. And uh, our mutual buddy, Walt Witham, he looked me in the eye and grabbed me by the shoulders because I think I was telling him, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. I feel really nervous. And he kind of shushed me and said, Mark, Jesus is king. And it was this really profound moment for me that I just come back to all the time is Walt's firm admonition. It was kind of a rebuke. Like, what are you doing? Jesus is on the throne now. Uh, It's not an imaginary concept. And so we did this worship night. It was awesome. There were little kids prophesying and it was just really, really good time. Um, Prophesy. And it changed, I think, almost everyone's heart going into kind of the next week. Um, And I think that the If you are having trouble saying, like, how could I pray for that schmuck? Um, I think just pushing pause and maybe recentering yourself on the kingship of Jesus for a little while is not a bad move. Um, So that's that's kind of my my tip as a reset button. If you're hearing Stephen gear up to tell you how to pray for your leaders and you're thinking, "I, I just don't want to. Great. And my simple encouragement would be get over yourself and obey. So do what you're told to do. And although it's understandable, if you're full of venom and anxiety, it's wrong. So repent of it and live. Okay. Here's some stuff you could pray. Ready? Proverbs 11.14. It says... For a lack of guidance, a nation falls, but victory is won through many advisors. So we're praying for your nation and the leader of your nation. 
For a lack of guidance, a nation falls, but victory is won through many advisors. By the way, as I'm giving you these, I encourage you to lead your family in this way. If you have kids who are aware of election, if you have a wife who's worked up about election, I have friends who are there. Their wives are so worked up about the election, they just can't listen to anything else. They can't, they can't watch TV. They can't tune into anything because they're just so addled. Um, I have friends who are not voting because they're so addled. They just can't, they just can't engage anymore. So, fellas, time to lead. So you should bring these things in front of your family. I don't care if you get grousing from the 14-year-olds. Um, you should lead your family to pray the way that God commands us to in, in, um, in 1 Peter 2 and 1 Timothy 2. Okay, that's the first one. For lack of guidance, a nation falls, but victory is won through many advisors. So Lord, we ask that our new president, this new administration, we ask that um, our president would have advisors who would lead him to you. And that the guidance he would receive would be the guidance from your word, from people who know you, who love him. Okay. Proverbs 11, 14. Uh, Proverbs 21.1 says, The king's heart is a stream of water in the hand of the Lord, and he turns it wherever he will. That says, now, when, when a man gets slotted into this position, we just said, Romans 13 says, that it's the Lord's chosen man, says anointed. And God has his, immediately has that, king's hand, heart in his hand, and he can steer it wherever he wants. So Lord, we're asking that you would put our uh, king, our president on the right path, and that you would guide his heart and turn it in a way that's humble, but courageous, that's bold against at least half of the nation is going to be whining about this guy and hating him. And so that he'd be bold and calm um, and that you would turn his heart toward you. That's just a great prayer for every leader, from a mayor to a governor to a president. Just turn his heart toward you, Lord. Show him the gravity of his position so that his heart be turned to you. Job 12, 23 through 25 says, He makes nations great. And destroys them. He both enlarges nations and disperses them. So, uh, Lord, we're asking that you would make our nation great in your sight, that our nation would be filled with righteousness, godly family leaders, um, righteousness in our justice system, that, that judgments would happen with equity regardless of creed or skin color in our justice system. And we ask that there would be, continue to be a heart for the poor and that um, prosperity, the kind of prosperity you describe in Psalm 112 would happen in our country. He makes nations great, Job 12, 23. 
Last one and then we're done. Psalm chapter 2, verse 11, verse 10 and 11. Therefore, you kings, be wise. Command to kings. Be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and celebrate his rule with trembling. I saved that for last. It's probably my favorite one. Psalm 2, 10 and 11. Therefore, you kings, be wise. Be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and celebrate his rule with trembling. So we pray for our president today that he might be wise the way he's commanded to be in Psalm 2. Wisdom and warning would be around him. Again, he'd feel that gravity of his position. And that he would serve the Lord with fear and celebrate the rule of Jesus Christ. We bless our president with these things. And Lord... We're never going to stop praying for our leaders because you told us to. We're going to be in submission and agreement to passages like 1 Timothy 2, 1 and 2. Would you give us grace for these next four years to be less critical and backbitey and gossipy about our president, that we would see this man as uh, your chosen man and whether his uh, administration brings increased freedom or increased challenges to us as followers of you. Um, we just assume that that was part of your plan all the way. So grow us and grow this man, and we ask that you would lead him, etc. I don't know. Some people might take this as a hard pill to swallow, and others might be delighted to get started praying for this president. But... Would those verses have been comfortable in your little evening meeting at your home that you had? Yeah, they would have. Um, although, for me, I really do think that starting out by recognizing that, you know, somebody, one of the abrasive Twitter people that I like to read that um, talks about these types of political things on Twitter and, and also follows Jesus uh, they, they've been talking a lot lately about the fact that we really have focused as a evangelical Christian church a lot on the, on the death of Christ, uh, which is very important. Um, the death and the fact that he took our, our punishment. Um, but for me, at least the resurrection was less of a focus. The fact that not only was he raised, but he, um, he's sitting on the throne right now and that that has implications. So that's why we really spent some time focusing on who's the king at the moment. It's not in a snarky, you know, this isn't my president. I just follow King Jesus type of right. way. But it really helps me to sort of back up a step and go, okay, I know who the king is. And so we read, you know, Daniel 7, 13 and 14. Daniel says, I saw in the night visions and behold, with the clouds of heaven, there came one like a son of man. And he came to the ancient of days and was presented before him. And to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people's nations and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed. Um, wow. 
and we read New Testament stuff too. Uh, Revelation nineteen sixteen uh, talks about the king and says, on his robe and on his thigh, he has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I picture Jesus with a really cool kind of Mexican lettering tattoo maybe on the thigh. Um, sweeping script that grows up into his groin? Maybe not, but it could be. And then Hebrews 1 is another good one that says, after making purification for sins, like I said, that's the part that I really have always focused on. He made purification for sins. It says, after that, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. The fact that Jesus is currently ruling, is currently king, to me, just frees me up to say, well, that's who I'm reporting to. And what he says to do is to pray for our leaders. And I don't have to worry about whether I'm finding myself in North Korea right now or a wonderful democratic nation like the United States. I think this is good. I think you're you, you're just taking a little bit more of a commanding approach. And I maybe have a little more sympathy for our readers who might be struggling with this command. But what you're saying isn't wrong, that's for sure. So be it. Well, we've used our allotted time. Well, let's let them go. Okay. Um, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Pray. Um, ask God to deal with your heart so that you can submit as you're supposed to do. Mark, you know, good luck locating your dongle. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.